intent to avoid or minimize the use of physical force and to continuously develop, update, and train officers in de-escalation techniques. Brooks had taken one of the officer's taser guns. Correspondent Jeff Pegues spoke to District Attorney Paul Howard. Investigators are examining body cam and surveillance footage. And Howard revealed for the first time that he is looking into whether officers may have picked up shell casings at the scene after the shooting. So you could be considering tampering with evidence among other charges. That's correct. An announcement on charges expected tomorrow. President Trump will call for changes today. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The president will host law enforcement officials and relatives of those killed by police as he signs the executive order. Aides say it will have three goals, encouraging departments to update their use of force standards, share information about excessive force complaints, and bring social workers along on certain calls. But none of those measures would be required of departments as Republicans and Democrats continue working toward a compromise on a police reform law. Researchers in England report the first evidence that a drug can improve the survival rate from coronavirus. It's a steroid called dexamethasone. A study from Oxford University finds it reduces deaths by up to one-third in severely ill hospitalized patients. The New York Times is reporting the number of infected prison inmates has soared by 73 percent since mid-May. Beijing has seen over 100 infections over the past few days. Asia correspondent Rainy Innocencio. Health authorities have moved quickly since the first infection was found last Thursday, putting up barricades to quarantine neighborhoods with infected people, stopping food deliveries. The FDA has approved the first video game for kids with ADHD. All right, recruit, suit up. Endeavor RX by Boston-based Achille Interactive Labs has a character traveling a race course-like path on a hoverboard. Sensory and motory tasks are designed to help the player improve cognitive functioning, and the FDA found it does improve attention function in kids with certain symptoms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It will be available by prescription. Vicki Barker, CBS News. Are you a smother? How about a helicopter parent? Think about this. Study from the University of Virginia finds parents' attempts to control their young teenagers may actually stunt their progress, leading to lower grades and self-esteem. New signs of economic recovery. Resale, retail sales jumped over 17% last month. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Truck Talk, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. As your pickup truck gets older, it'll require more maintenance, and a clear sign of age is when your odometer hits 75,000 miles. At that point, you might want to consider using high-mileage motor oil. Unlike conventional oil, it can prevent leaks and improve overall fuel efficiency. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. At Walgreens, we know summer may look a little different this year. That's why we've made it easier to enjoy the moments you do make with new ways to shop. With shop online and pick up in our drive-thru, or quick same-day delivery on select items with Postmates, you can keep summer going. This week, find great deals like buy one sun care item from your favorite brands like Banana Boat, get one 50% off. Walgreens. Offer valid with card while supplies last. Restrictions and exclusions apply. See Walgreens.com for details. Sick of the tacky stuff next door? It could be worse. If you don't like the fact that your neighbor decorates his or her lawn with things like pink flamingos or big lion statues, consider one man in Cambodia who festoons his lawn with live landmines and other abandoned ordnance. 
Officials in the northwest part of the country say they found more than two dozen unexploded munitions hung from a tree and scattered around the man's yard. The weapons were collected and are set for destruction. Pam Coulter, CBS News. The Black Lives Matter Foundation has seen a spike in donations since protests began, though it is not affiliated with the BLM Global Network. Foundation founder Ray Barnes disputing a BuzzFeed report. I've seen articles that says that I've raised $4.3 million worth, you know, I've never had anything close to that. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. People will call and they'll say, you need to get new actors. The ones you have are really bad. <laughs> Those are truly, actually, the calls that people make into their health coaches to get help. I don't sit and tell you it's going to cure the coronavirus. What it does do is that chemistry goes in and it helps your body do what it needs. The reason there's so many different types of successes is because we aren't targeting anyone. All we do is help the body help itself and whatever it finds and it can do and go in and work and fix, that's what it's gonna go in and help do. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code FRUITS. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. At Ohio Health, we believe in delivering the care you trust with the safety you need. Our virtual video visits allow you to get care in every medical specialty, from oncology and neurology to cardiology, primary care, and more. We're taking great measures to keep you and your family safe. Getting in-person care at any Ohio Health doctor's office, emergency room, or urgent care. Learn more at ohiohealth.com safe. Introducing Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza. Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza has 30% fewer carbs than the brand's thin crust, and you can choose from three signature 10-inch pies, including cauliflower heat with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, fresh red pepper, and plant-based sausage. Or the cauliflower garden with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and plant-based sausage. Not your style? Totally okay. You can make your own 10-inch cauliflower pizza to your liking. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the Gold Hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with 
gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-281-4224. 800-281-4224. 800-281-4224. That's 800-281-4224. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personal Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus, we are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DB. Follow along with Power 105 and 97 WATH on Facebook. Like our page for contests, prizes, community updates, and of course, some laughs. Check us out on Facebook at Power 105 WXTQ slash 97 WATH. And don't forget to click that like button. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM Beautiful out there. Look at it. Sunshine. Comfortable temperatures. Going to get up to 80 today. I think it made up to uh, 77 last night. Or yesterday afternoon, I mean. 63 right now. Gorgeous sunshine. It's a Tuesday, a free-for-all Tuesday. Right here on the party line. Well, I brought in a lot of COVID stuff, and uh, we haven't really talked a great deal about that in the last day or two, but... Uh, Perhaps we'll get to some of it today. We do have a caller already, and let's bring them on board. Let me get my buttons all right. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Knock, knock. Going once. Going twice. Let's see. Let me make sure it's not me. Oh, no. I just heard them hang up. So, um, yeah, that's all right. Now I've got a... Oh, it's a feedback from your headphones. Oh, laid down. okay. Okay. There we go. Yep. So anyway, it is a Tuesday edition uh, today. It is, um, let's see, June 16th. And um, uh, let me just chat for a minute, okay? So I received a call late last week from... Um, be my cousin Sally saying that uh, hey they were all coming in or no it was my um, second cousin uh, Sally's daughter Linda and that they were all coming in and going to stay over at Lake Hope that they had finally opened up the cabins and everything so uh, last evening we went over to uh, Lake Hope and uh, 12 of the uh, family members were there. Uh, we made uh, 14 total. They had a couple of cabins. We had dinner. 
we had conversation, we caught up with one another. Uh, a couple of the uh, people I had not met before, uh, you know, spouses and so on. Um, it was just such a pleasant experience. And we're going to host them over here one night this week, or one day this week uh, as well. But um, my, um, not that it should matter at all, but I'm just uh, in the mood, if you will, so permit me. My mother was one of four women, four daughters. The family name was Painter, P-A-I-N-T-E-R, just like a house painter. Um, my mother was the, uh, let's see, the third in the line of four. Uh, the eldest daughter, never married. She was kind of like the head librarian for the College of Worcester. Um, so that would be Aunt Sarah. Then there was Aunt Florence, and she had two daughters. Ginny, who has passed, and Sally, who was with us last night. Um, Sally had um, three daughters, as I recall, and um, they and their husbands and even grandchildren and everything like that is pretty amazing. Then it would be, um, let's see, Carol and myself were Miriam's two children and Carol was 14 years older than myself Carol Lambert many of you will remember her Bob Lambert her husband who worked here at the station as well and um, they had uh, four children and they're scattered all about but um, anyway they it's just so cool to get together with family that you don't see very often and um, well anyway I, I, I'm sorry I shared a personal moment with you um, it was special good that's, so we'll that's get a happy to, happy good thing we'll get to see a little more of them later this week all right, today is Tuesday. It's June 16th. I might have already mentioned that. This is the 160th day of the calendar year. There are now, um, what, do the math, 198, I guess. 198 days remain. The, uh, this year, they say that the um, highlight in history for the date of June 16th, we go back to the year 1996 when Russian voters went to the polls in their first independent presidential election. The result was a runoff between Boris Yeltsin and communist challenger uh, Zuganov, right? Um, now, 
Yeltsin eventually did win. But uh, they being new to the election process, it took a couple days to figure it out. All right. What do you hear? Um, I think it's next door. Okay. I heard something in the background. Yep, me too. What are some other things that happened on this date? In, in 1567, the Mary, a Queen of Scots, was imprisoned in a castle in Scotland. She escaped almost a year later, but ended up imprisoned again. 1858, accepting the Illinois Republican Party's nomination for the U.S. Senate, Abraham Lincoln said the slavery issue had to be resolved, declaring a house divided against itself cannot stand. 1883, baseball's first Ladies' Day took place at the New York Gotham's uh, as the New York Gothams offered women free admission to a game against the Cleveland Spiders. Okay, now, I'm not a baseball nut. I just like, you know, I like producing a good program, and that's what I did with the uh, Copperheads. But I've never heard of the Gothams or the Spiders. <laughs> I can't, can't say that I have either. They were a major league team, though. They played between 1887 and uh, 1899. Well, I thought surely you being way ahead of me. Yeah, they they were the forerunners of the now-known Cleveland Indians. Sure. (laughs) I just had a feeling you knew all about this, but evidently not. Oh, no. I had not heard of either one of them either. So the New York Gothams, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. And let's see, see about them, too. Uh, now, they were the forerunner of the uh, New York Giants, who are now the San Francisco Giants. On this date in 1903, Ford <laughs> Motor Company, the Ford Company was incorporated. In 1911, IBM had its beginnings as... The Computing, Tabulating, Recording Company. It was was, uh, incorporated in New York State. Well, on any given date, we could just take uh, the entire program and fill it up with things that happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wasn't uh, Ford, weren't they involved in producing some respirators here recently? Well, certainly. As well, and, and I believe a number of the automotive companies yeah. jumped. So in. they, yeah, they jumped in uh, with the effort, joined the effort too. Um, absolutely. Let's see here. Let's go. Let's go down to um, birthdays, I guess. Uh, Eileen Atkins is eighty-six today, an actress. Bill Cobb's an actor, eighty-six as well. Author Joyce Carol Oates is 82. Billy Crash Craddock, country singer, 82. Lamont Dozer, the songwriter, 79. Oh, he wrote some great ones. Uh, 
Actress Joan Van Ark is 77. Roberto Duran, Boxing Hall of Famer, 69. Mm-hmm. Gino Vanelli, Pop Singer, 68. Actress Lori Metzcap, 65. The actor Danny Brustein is uh, 56. Golfer Phil Nicholson. Mickelson. I think I put an N in there by mistake, but Mickelson is 50. Still very active in the golfing world. Um... Actor Fred Kohler, 45. Now I'm down into a zone I don't know as well. Well, we'll just skip down to the end. The youngest person listed today is a tennis player, Bianca Adriscu. Adriscu, something like that, who's 20. Hmm. My oh my. How young is that? <laughs> yeah. You know, we uh, often mention uh, today is national this or national that day. Uh, there's only one thing listed, but it's a good one. National Fudge Day. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints about that. Mm-hmm. I said this morning, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, on a piece of cake, a cookie, uh, out of the can, doesn't matter. Bring it on. I got you. I got you. <laughs> we, I think we have another phone call. Okay. Good morning. You do. Yes, and another fudge lover. Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks a lot for it. Mmm, wetting my appetite. Yep. <laughs> Two things I wanted to mention. One, I think this COVID-19 virus is going to be affecting... Class reunions this summer. Well, it it, it has. It has. Um, many of them do it in early June. Um, I know I had an event up in Worthington that uh, was uh, affected, and they're trying to uh, find an alternate date in August. But bit, uh, we'll just have got... to see how how long this thing whole keeps going. You know. Yeah. Oh, you're thinking, well, I have one in September, but I don't know whether that's going to be affected yet or not. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, they'll just have to watch things and see what they think is right. Anyone graduating in the even number years or at the five years like Scott, you're having one this year, aren't you, Scott? Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I had to think there for a minute, yes. (laughs) Yeah, and the second thing... You know, you always say, uh, simply the best, you're playing simply the best from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm-hmm. I think, since this is now the end of another decade, you got to throw in starting with the 90s. Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Yay! Yeah. Yes, cause you, you know, I, I hear from a lot of people, listeners, that tell me that they love the 60s music. And even their kids... Who are in their like late twenties, early thirties, they love the sixties stuff too. 
I like it all. <clears throat> oh, I do too. But it's it's interesting to me that when I'm uh, out and about, as they say, that uh, you know, so many people tell me they really enjoy the '60s stuff. Sure. And I, you've been playing a lot of the '50s on the uh, sentimental, sentimental journey. journey. Yeah. yeah. Friday '50s Friday. Yeah. Actually, anything old is good, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like I don't us. even know why you even have to say what years. You're just going to say they're playing simply the best tunes from the past. Yeah. Like that. Yep. Uh, on the 970s and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's, it, thanks for telling us about your family reunion. and. Well, it, it, it just it's a mini one, you know? What yeah, I mean? well, it's just nice to hear that you're happy. <laughs> it's good to hear yeah. good things, isn't it? Yeah, right, it's good to hear good things. Yeah. And it's good to have this nice weather and fudge. And fudge, oh yes. <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you. Hey, thank you. you. Bye bye. Appreciate the call. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Historical events on this day. dot com is uh, where we get this. So on this day in history, June sixteenth, twenty twenty. So on this date, but the year in 1858, Abraham Lincoln says, A house divided against itself cannot stand. He did so in accepting the Illinois Republican Party's nomination for the Senate. 1880. Salvation Army was formed, and it started in London. 1904, Bloomsday, a date of events in James Joyce's Ulysses. Okay, now I'm an engineering type guy, so this sounds more... Uh, I, I don't know what we're talking about. Help me out, Scott. Um, 1904, Bloomsday. And then it goes on to say, date of events in James Joyce's Ulysses. Okay. Uh, Ulysses is a modernist novel by James Joyce. It was ser uh, serialized in parts in the American Journal of the Little Review from 1918 to 1920, then published in its entirety in Paris in 1922 on Joyce's 40th birthday. Now we go to Bloomsday. Yeah. Spelled just like it like sounds. Flower blooms. Okay. All right. Bloomsday is a commemoration and celebration of the life of writer James Joyce, observed annually in Dublin, Ireland, and elsewhere on June 16th. Uh, the day his 1922 novel Ulysses takes place in 1904, and the date of his first outing with his wife-to-be, Nora 
and I'm not making this last name up, Barnacle, and named after its protagonist, Leopold Bloom. So he married a Barnacle. I wonder if he ever called her Barney. I don't know. He married a Barnacle. So, yeah. Well, I probably did. Maybe that was her nickname, you know? Barney. Yeah. Hey, Barney. What's up, Barney? I like it, actually. Yeah. Okay. um, Hey, Barney. Shall we tie the knot? (laughs) (laughs) Not not a real romantic proposal, but. (laughs) Well, it fits the name. Okay. uh, Let's see. 1935, U.S. Congress accepts the FDR's uh, new deal. That was a big deal. And the last thing we have to mention is in year 2000, Israel complies with the United Nations Security Council Resolution 425 after 22 years. And what was that all about? Well, it, it calls on Israel to completely withdraw from Lebanon. And Israel did so all except one place called uh, known as the Sheba Farms. So some history stuff. Mm-hmm. Famous birthdays. Stan Laurel. Okay. Laurel and Hardy, folks. Yes. To this day, I like them. They make me laugh. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of my most pleasant moments was interviewing him and Oliver um, in Columbus in the... um, Oh, mid-60s, just shortly before he passed. But his years of life, he was born on this date in 1890. He died in 1965. I enjoy them as well, like another comedy duo, Abbott and Costello. Laurel and Hardy, those oh, two they names. Were, they were awesome. Giants in the entertainment history, industry. Well, let's see here. Um, Geronimo. Indian chief, right? Yep. Born in 1829 on this date. Died in 1909. So he made it to 80. Not bad for an Indian. Particularly in those times. Yeah, when they were being eliminated yep he was also a medicine man too if i'm not mistaken okay now help me with this one all right adam smith who kind uh, of a common name yeah and that's why it may be harder to find but uh born in 1723 died in 1790 he was a scottish economist, philosopher, and author, as well as a moral philosopher, a pioneer of political economy, and a key figure in the Scottish Enlightenment, also known as the father of economics or the father of capitalism. Fair enough. 
Two famous deaths to mention. One is that of George Reeves, the actor, also known as Superman. Oh, that was Christopher Reeve. This is George Reeves here. Yeah, Christopher Reeve was Superman. Let me turn off my phone. Okay. Too late. Um, George Reeves. Yeah. Um, oh, I, he was the early Superman. That's he was right. The original, as I recall. Yeah. That's and right. He was, and he then didn't, he didn't have a long lifetime. Nineteen fourteen no. to nineteen fifty nine. No, I was thinking of Christopher Reeve, who also played Superman. You know, later decades later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. George Reeves. And then yeah. this uh, next name is very familiar to me, but I can't recall why. And my memory isn't what it used to be. Werner von Braun. Oh, he was a German scientist who was in rocketry. Oh yes. Okay. He was. Uh, he defected from Germany. I'm just recalling this from memory because I follow World War II stuff, right? I mm-hmm. I like that, mm-hmm. the history of it. But uh, he defected from Germany that began working uh, with the United States and its allies during World War II. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, he was involved with. Uh, not only pioneer rocketry engineering, but also the stealth uh, science that was developed in Germany. Germany had stealth fighters long before the United States did. Correct. And uh, had the United States not discovered that and Germany not pulled out, it could have been a whole different outcome had they got those stealth fighters in the air. Folks, in case you missed it early, uh, when we first got on the air this morning, um, it's a beautiful day in front of us. Tomorrow as well. Um, Thursday, I hope it holds up because we're going to have this same group of relatives over to our home. But uh, in any case, um, today they're expecting us to see 80 degrees. A sunny day, calm winds, just perfect, right? Tonight, 55. Wednesday, that's tomorrow, 81, so just a notch warmer, but barely noticeable. Thursday, 82. Friday, 85. Saturday, 89. Sunday, 89. Yeah, yeah, we're slowly (laughs) getting up there, right? Yeah. And uh, so just uh, uh, keep that in mind as you're out and about. Let's go to our phones. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, gentlemen. Hi. Good morning. How you doing? We're tip-top. You mentioned Henry Ford making the ventilators. Yes. Well, in the July-August issue of Reader's Digest, they have this big article on grilling food. And they have 20 little paragraphs of little interesting facts. The 17th one is, the Model T was made partly of wood, and its production created a lot of scrap. Frugal Henry Ford asked his partner, Edward Kingsford, to make use of the leftovers. Kingsford had a chemist combine the wood with tar, cornstarch, and other materials to, to create small flammable bricks or briquettes. Then Ford sold kits with grills and briquettes that fit perfectly in the rear of his car. <laughs> <laughs> Today, Kingsford is still America's leading cho- 
charcoal brand. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it surprises me, too. And the brand name, again, was what? Kingsford. Okay. Oh, certainly. Yeah. They, they're everywhere. They they are indeed. Yeah. And I just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you guys have a great day. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Pretty cool. Kingsford Charcoal. Yep. Um... Yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. I have um, <clears throat> the um, coronavirus statistics. I have two days that I missed over the weekend. I have partially filled in the columns, but I still have to double-check myself. But uh, as far as today's uh, report, we have the accurate data. Um, so worldwide, and, you know, I don't always do as much as I'm going to do today, but worldwide there are 7.8 billion people. 7.8 billion people. I think the first case was identified in November 19th of last year. To date, um, 2,138,883 cases have been unveiled, discovered. Now that's two one-hundredths of a percent worldwide. Now, of that group, uh, just shy of 20% passed. And for some weeks, we had a list of the, the recovery information, but they stopped doing that worldwide about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago now. Okay, let's talk about the United States. We have 327... <clears throat> million people living here. That represents about 4.2% of the world's population in our nation. I believe the first case here was uh, February 5th. Um, Alright. Now, as of Last Saturday, 986,000 people have been tested. That number has jumped a lot, but I don't have it perfectly accurate for today. So I'll try to get that in the future soon. But as of today, or I should say 2 o'clock yesterday, because I always put this information together at 2 o'clock. That way it, it makes sense. Okay, so as of 2 o'clock yesterday, there have been 2,138,883 cases. Now, case means it was discovered, but they could also be cured by now. So we'll go on with this. 
So how does that represent our overall population? That is 0.6%. So less than 1% have been diagnosed. Uh, there were 111, I'm sorry, 117,464 deaths. Um, now, on the worldwide stage of those who caught it, 19, almost exactly 20% died. Here in the U.S., it's 5.5%. How about the recovery figure? We do have it for the nation. 654,628 as of yesterday have recovered. That's 30.6%. Okay. Now the next group would be Ohio. 11,690,000 people live in our nation in our state. That's 3.6% of the national population. First case, I believe, was March 1st. Um, let's see. As of last Saturday, they had run 38,827 tests. I'll try to get more accurate information soon. So yesterday, there were 428 new cases. 428 new cases. Bringing the total to 41,576. Now of that 41,000, 100 and I'm sorry 1776 were in the ICU units around the state 5172 were in uh, normal no, I'm going to say normal hospital rooms 19330 were recovering at their homes. Two thousand five hundred and seventy three had died, that's six point two percent. And twelve thousand seven hundred and twenty five or thirty percent have now recovered. Almost thirty one percent. Now, it's been interesting to watch the ages change. Early on, it was more older. Now, it's... Anyway. So, how about gender? 51% of the cases are male. 48% are female. There's... Um, I know that doesn't equal 100%. There's just a few, and it sometimes does equal 100%. The average age, 49 and it's been 49 now for several weeks. Well, the last thing I need to mention, of course, is our county. 
We've had 23 cases. There are three that are, were active as of yesterday. And, of course, early on we had one death. Which also <laughs> means you got uh, 19 cases that are have been cured. Or, I mean, they've gone through the period. They're no longer... I'll just call, use the word cured or uh, healed. So that's our report there. And I've been keeping this for months daily. Um, 9.45 now. Well, speaking of COVID-19, um, if you are ready to move on to another uh, subject there, but uh, notice some news that may affect you that likely will. Uh, Central Ohio's largest health care providers are loosening their visitor policies beginning today, which also includes uh, the Wexner Medical Center. They're allowing uh, one designated visitor per day. Well, uh, frankly, um, you know, I'm up there every 28 days with my wife. And um, the last two visits, I've not been allowed to enter the facility. Mm -hmm. And this is at uh, the Wexner Center, right? Well, Ohio State Wexner, yeah. Okay. Um, I do feel like I'm more supportive if I can be with her. Mm -hmm. And um, now the two visits before they said no, they would um, take your temperature immediately upon arrival, even the visitors, and you wore a like you know they, how they have that sticker said I voted today mm-hmm. something to that effect with your temperature written down on it in the time and there, as you would walk through the building they might check more than once yeah so um, I uh, Ohio Health also has undergone a variety of changes they're still being extremely cautious but the point is if someone's in there uh, they need support except when it's super um icu status something like that so uh, they have relaxed their rules ever so slightly which makes um someone dealing with a medical situation um, they're able to have a visitor a cu- a member of their family whatever mm-hmm. be there and be supportive yeah they say all well, obviously visitors will be screened for COVID-19 sure not tested but screened and as you mentioned have the temperatures checked before entering I also have heard <clears throat> but I I can't recall the source that it used to be you had to have some sort of doctor say um, yeah I think this person should be tested 
But I believe that has been lifted now. Yes, you heard correctly. And that if you just are curious, frankly, because remember, there is this other factor where someone may have had it and never known it. Mm-hmm. And been asymptomatic. So, um, I believe the tests are now being offered far more freely. Yes, uh, the state has said, according to the news report that we had earlier, that anyone can be tested now. So you are correct in what you were hearing. Alrighty. And, of course, there's, what, three different kinds of tests, and one is one is faster than another, and I don't know what all. I'm sure so somebody's going to say, well, our test is more accurate, mm-hmm. or our test is faster. More reliable. Or whatever. Yeah. But, um, anyway, I think they're all probably pretty good. Okay, so That's what we have right re- now related to all of this, I brought in a report this morning, and uh, so let me just share some of it with you. Um, almost sixty percent of Americans think COVID nineteen has changed the way we work for the better. WalletHub's survey examined Americans' thoughts about working from home during the coronavirus pandemic and a potential return to an office, including how being at home has affected productivity and what people miss most about the office. So here are some of the highlights. Harsh penalties for not returning to the workplace. A third of Americans believe that businesses should fire employees who refuse to go back to work. Number two. Parents work efficiently, I'm sorry, work efficiency may suffer at home. They go on, around 50% of parents with young children at home don't think they are more productive working there. Next point. Kind of going the opposite direction now. Working from home seen as the future. I have heard that from Uh, high-level executives. Almost a third of Americans think that physical offices are a thing of the past. Next, positive changes to the work environment. Almost 60% of Americans think COVID-19 has changed the way they work for the better. Well, I have also heard that from those same high-level executives, that they work better from home, they're less stressed, and they get more done working from their offices at home. You know, you you think about it, some of these executives I spoke with are in uh, bigger populated areas, so, you know, you got traffic to deal with in the morning. That's one stress to begin the day before they even get to the office. And I know some other executives who have uh, 
their 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 companies have made it permanent for them to work at home now. Um, here at our business, um, you know, there is information. There are personalities. There is entertainment. And we blend this all together. And the banter you and I have, mm-hmm. uh, the um, discussions other people that are on the air have with other on-air employees mm-hmm. um, are farther and fewer between now. And I, so we're losing a little bit of our personality. And uh, I think personality is what draws people to the radio. Yes, we are an in- industry with that factor involved. Um, I can also say, um, if there's certain things that need to be done by certain times, I, I find it harder to get the people to do it on time mm-hmm. when they're working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, some people are turning in more hours from home than they are when they're here. Now, what's that all about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that makes no sense. Yeah. Well, anyway. Let's see here. So let's see. Here's a couple other points on this matter. Are Americans sympathetic to those who would rather work from home than go back to the workplace? So they go on. Around 67% of Americans think people who don't want to return to the workplace should not be fired, which shows that most people are sympathetic to those who would rather work from home. They go on, is it troubling that about a third of Americans think people who don't want to return to work should be fired? Considering the fact that the unemployment rate is already massive. People with high incomes are actually the least likely to say businesses should fire people who don't want to return to work to the workplace which could be explained by the fact that they have the most comfortable work-from-home conditions. The wealthy might already be in a position that allows them to not go back to the workplace, too. I think I followed that. Mm -hmm. Okay, do parents with young children at home find working from home distracting? More than 50% of parents with young children at home say they are not more productive when working from home. Oh, that stands to reason, yeah. Seems like common sense to me. Um, While children can divert parents' attention from work, some people may find the home itself to be more of a detriment to productivity than other people are, since it is much since it is unmonitored and offers access to TV, a kitchen, and other distractions. 
Two more points here. Do Americans predict a future where working from home is the norm? Around a third of Americans think physical offices are a thing of the past. While we are very likely to see an expansion of work from home infrastructure in the future, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Even some office jobs cannot be done from home easily or securely. We need to see more we need to see a lot more technological advancement before working from home becomes an option for everyone. And the final point is people's opinion on how COVID-19 has shaped the way we work, positive or negative. Six in 10 Americans think that COVID-19 has changed the way we work for the better. Although the pandemic has been devastating to American lives and the economy, it did show that more jobs are capable of being performed from home than we ever initially thought or would admit. A larger work-from-home infrastructure could have positive effects on public health, traffic, and family life in the future. Well, we do live in a different world. You know, this isn't so much a problem here, but it could be a problem for some workplaces. Um... You know, there's a there's a certain thing called honesty, right? Yes. Can't put a price on it. And if <clears throat> if someone is not truly uh, accurate in their timesheets um, while working out of the office um, it can hurt the businesses they work for yep um, I just offer that as one concern but and, on the other hand and if a legitimate the, concern yeah yeah um, well we have probably a uh, half our staff working from uh, home um, we have a lar- another large group that aren't working at all because there's no sports. We yeah. have uh, 13 people involved in sports. And only two of them are truly doing it right now. Well, we're out of time, folks. Have a wonderful day. We'll do this all over again tomorrow right here on the party line. Okay? Take care. Our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour. Sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans.
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Retail sales are moving the markets this morning. Sales were up almost 18%, a record for May. Analyst Ken Perkins. Stores started to reopen at the beginning of May, which really helped quite a bit. Curbside pickup became a big hit as more and more stores rolled it out. And then we also saw the stimulus checks really come into play with numerous retailers pointing to late April and throughout the month of May seeing a spike in sales. The Dow is up 705 points in early trading. President Trump has tweeted a big day for the stock market and jobs. There's a reported spike in coronavirus infections behind bars. COVID-19 related deaths in the nation's prisons have increased nearly 75% since mid-May, even as the overall daily infection rate in the country has remained relatively flat. An estimated 600 inmates have died from the illness nationwide. COVID-19 cases